my son absolutely lights up my day and like every month gets better. The first months are tough, but it's just such an amazing journey. My father told me when I was very young, I remember we were sitting on the couch and he was like, being a father is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I remember that to this day and I don't disagree. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddy here for another edition of The Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have these guys. We're recording this on St. Patrick's Day, so it's really cool that I'm chatting with the uh, two great founders of Athletic Brewing Company. It's Bill Schufelt and John Walker. How are you doing, gentlemen? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Excited to be here. I yeah. just cracked my first beer, which I just said was an IPA. I didn't even realize it was St. Patrick's Day. I should be having a stout. <laughs> like you said earlier, it'll be your next one. So that that's good. And like we're gonna be talking about your company. I, I'm a comic book geek, so I love the origin story. So we're gonna be talking about that in a in a second. But I love bringing good guys like yourself on to talk about their fatherhood journey. And I also appreciate you guys sponsoring the Art of Fatherhood podcast back in January, especially to promote Dry January. I think it's a it's a great concept. And your business is all about not just Dry January, but also how about the the whole year? You know. Try out some non-alcoholic brews that are really good, that taste just like, you know, the counterpart, the, the beer that has alcohol in it. But I love everything you guys are doing. But Bill, let me ask you first, and then John, you can a- answer this as well. And then we'll kind of go back and forth where uh, John will answer and then Bill can follow suit. But for the first question for you, Bill, is when you found out you were going to be a dad, and it's cool to see if people follow you guys on social media and they can kind of see uh, your fatherhood journeys and stuff. But talk a little bit about when you became a dad, what was going through your mind, sir? Yeah, just really excited. And um, I mean, it puts your whole life in perspective. Uh, You know, up until that point, you're largely doing a lot of things for yourself or other people. But now it gives so much meaning to so much. And, um, you know, my son absolutely lights up my day and like every month gets better. Um, You know, the first months are tough, but uh, it's just such an amazing journey. Uh, My son's up to about 20 months now. So Uh, starting to run around and throw balls and stuff like that. So every day is more exciting. Yeah, it's the best. Love it. What about you, John? Uh, yeah, we don't count in months anymore. Um, <laughs> so my memory of those days is is long past. But I think when I found out, you know, it was like kind of a dream come true. My father told me when I was very young, I remember we were sitting on the couch and he was like, being a, being a father is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I remember that to this day, and I don't disagree. It's lived up to it every day since. Nice, man. And for you guys, starting up a business, taking that leap of faith, right? You got to have hard work, of course, but you got to have determination. Before I put too many more adjectives or values, talk a little bit about you go first, John, the values you're looking to instill as your kids are growing up. It's interesting to tie the business into this because I, I feel like Athletic has helped me deliver those in practice to my kids and they grow up seeing what we do and why we do it and the differences that we make and the decisions that we make and you know how we consider the impact on the lives of others in our work um and so i'm very fortunate to have athletic brewing to convey that with um but you know more than anything it's just being communicative being friendly being a good human um things are challenging things are hard Try to enjoy yourself. Don't think, don't take things too seriously, and you know, be nice. nice. If that's if that's all that you are at the end of the day is nice. Like, I'm I'm thrilled. Love it. What about you, Bill? 
Yeah, John took up a lot of good ones there. Those are some pretty good cornerstone values. Um, I I think both of us really do uh, like kind of cherish that hard work. Um, we often say like, we don't know what else we would be doing. Like hard work is fulfilling and like nothing really meaningful is ever easy. And like you appreciate things you have to work towards so much more. And at the end of the day, the journey is always usually the best part anyway. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I'm as a father, I'm like very careful to make sure my son doesn't have it too easy sometimes. You know, I'm not trying to solve all his problems. Otherwise, he's not going to learn things. And he's still super young. Um, and like keeping balance too. Uh, John and I and all of our teammates work incredibly hard because we're just so excited about what we're doing at Athletic Room. But at the end of the day, you have to have really good, clear boundaries on like family and work. And, um, you know, you work hard when you're working and then also be like really intentional about family too, because I can't go back and re-experience my son at one year old. Like if I was on my phone doing work emails or sitting in a room and not paying attention to him, I, I can never go back and get those moments. So I try to be this morning, for example, like my son always like helps me make my morning coffee and I could feel my phone vibrating in my pocket when we were like playing in this play area after that. And the temptation is there to go for the phone, but um, like this might be the best moment of his day, like playing with dad one-on-one before the house wakes up. And so I really want to be conscious not to have like a trivial phone moment when I could have the best moment of his day. I love that. Yeah, that is fantastic because again, you know, the world is always going to be going around out around you. Right. And, you know, especially for you guys running a business and like you said, like you have the right priorities where work hard when you're working, but also enjoy time and, you know, have your own time and individual time and also have your family time. And kudos to you, man. I think it, it is that struggle of the, you hear the phone vibrate or you feel it. You're like, Oh, should I check this? Is it important? What's going on? Right. But then you're like, and I love that perspective. Like this moment could be the best moment that he had experienced because you know, he's spending time with daddy and he's hanging out and this is like, this is great. So I love that for you, Bill, um, talk a little bit about, and I think you guys just in your answers already, already have that perspective of, you know, thinking about how your kids have changed you for the better, but what, what is something that your, your son has taught you? And I know he's like, you said 20 months, but what is something that he has taught you about life itself or about yourself that maybe you didn't know was there until you became a dad? I've reflected more than ever, um, just the past two years about how fast, life goes um you know it's uh we we only get one chance at this life and you know i don't want to when i'm older look back and after my son's up and moved out of the house um you know i don't want to look back and be like man i wish i could have lived those 20 years again um and you know it it's crazy but like the last two three years have gone by so fast and so yeah trying to be really intentional about different moments and not get caught up in things and not get emotional about small things. But um, yeah, so I, I think that's one thing is like, it's the, um, I don't know if like the thinness of, if that's a word of, of life and like how much you have to appreciate the moments. No doubt. Just want to say too, like, I don't know if you put things on, on, on Facebook and I think more people are on like Twitter or, you know, Instagram and all those stuff, but my kids are 14 and 12. I have two daughters and man, I get that gut punch. Like you open up Facebook and it's like, hey, nine years ago, this happened. You're like, what the hell? Like, what just happened? Yeah. So you're just talking about like, you know, how you're making sure you're in the moment and, and you know, and spending time. I love that. What about for you, John? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think the the lessons learned are kind of what Bill was talking about is, um, you know, being patient, being present, and hitting pause, making sure that you're there because, you know, you know, life is short. And everything Bill was saying, like, that could be the best moment of their day, your day. Um, you know, I'm a, I like to eat while I'm walking. Like, I like to keep moving and doing things. And so it, it's a struggle for me to ever stop. Um, <laughs> and so it's been a, a challenging lesson, but an important one. Nice. John, you answer this one first and Billy can follow suit. What is a piece of advice or a dad hack? Bill, I think you're good at this, especially because like piece of advice or dad hack for new dads. Like I always say like when um, to new dads, always check the diaper bag. Even if you're going to get like a donut or a gas station just to fill up gas, because the time that you don't check the diaper bag, there's no diaper. I remember I was living in Jersey at the time with my family and I had to like walk to a couple bodegas to find <laughs> diapers that were like the wrong size, but we were at like uh, this uh, science center. And I'm like, got to find diapers. <laughs> right? So that was my lesson. So for you, John, and it doesn't have to be about like, you know, for new dads, it can be a dad hack for any age or any kids uh, at any age, but for you, John, a dad hack or a piece of advice, what would you offer to them? Um, I think one thing we found valuable uh, for our kids was, um, and, you know, take it or leave it, but um, foam swords. So now kids are going to be physical and rambunctious no matter what. And so <laughs> if you can use foam swords to harness that energy and make that fun and playful um, and kind of learn those boundaries, I, that did wonders for our, for our household. One of the best answers ever, man. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what about you, Bill? <laughs> That's a great one. I do have all sorts of very low-priced Amazon goods that I recommend to fathers who are like coming behind me. Whether it's like this bathtub seat that was like perfect, or um, when our son was like ten months old to fourteen months old, learning to walk but crashing all over the place. It took me a while to realize like, oh, I could probably fence him in in exactly the area I want. And I got this like $40 Amazon wooden fence that I fenced him in exactly in the like 10 by 15 area I wanted him to be. But before that, we'd been like having to follow him everywhere around the living room. Um, <laughs> but that's fencing him in was a pretty good one. We call it the zoo. We're often in there with him. So it's not like he's like in a cage, yeah. but it's uh <laughs> He has like plenty of room to play with his toys, but also he's not like crashing into stairs and like playing with the kitchen knobs and stuff. So nice. I am I allowed to add one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, and this is this is more of a, a serious one, but it it gave us such peace of mind in some you know tough times. Is a finger pulse oximeter, um, because you know your kids are young; they can't speak. You don't know what's going on with their body. It's like keeping an eye on their oxygen levels amazing it was like the best 50 dollars i've ever spent in my entire life awesome great that is fantastic again like so you had the comical but then you had like the hey this is serious part of like father yep. i love that and bill kudos to you man paying it forward be like hey this is this helped me at this age this helped me at this age well done man like that like just like this podcast where i asked this question you're doing that way before you even got on this podcast helping other dads well done man <laughs> yeah it's like um, little things like don't buy any clothes with snaps. You're going to be doing them at four in the morning and you're going to want to scream trying to figure out where these like 36 snaps go. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well said, man. Um, now we're going to talk a little bit about Athletic Brewing uh, Company, man. I love what you guys are doing. Again, like for me, just as I get older, I'm going to be turning 44 this year. And like, you know, as you get older, can't eat and drink the way you used to back in the day, especially in college. And you're looking to still enjoy time with family and friends in a fun way, but also responsive way. And also teaching your kids. Like, I think you guys can adhere to this and, and, and like agree to this. Like every generation battles different things that like the, there's like a borderline, right? Like when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties, it was like, my parents like, Oh, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do this. Now with our kids, I feel like everything is open with smartphones and like technology and information is everywhere. So you got to show them, not only tell them, but you have to show them. So it's like, Hey, watch out, you know, when you get older and all this stuff, watch how much you drink. And then, then obviously for me, it's like, I want to show them that you can still have fun, still enjoy the taste of beer, but there doesn't have to be any alcohol in it. So again, for me, what you guys are doing is great. I mean, it's always like, it's tough when you like, oh, it says no alcohol in it, but it tastes great. And you're still like having that good time with family and friends. Bill, you can go first and John, you can uh, follow up. Like, what was the, like the inspiration to start this up? Like, how did the whole, like, again, like I said, I'm a comic geek. I love the origin stories part of it. Talk a little about the origin story of your company. Yeah. Um, I think both John and I are very normal guys who like have a big love of great food and great beer. Um, and I, you know, I was in my twenties when I stopped drinking still. And, um, I think it's just a very common societal thing these days where there's better information at your fingertips. Like a lot of people have like fitness wearables and like you get this, all this data and information in real time. Like people used to get data and information from like the food pyramid and like beer advertising and like <laughs> now, so I, I was just like a very normal very busy guy with a serious day job, but loved to do social things, work dinners, weddings, barbecues, bachelor parties, whatever. And I was just sick of waking up with a hangover or even like one or two drinks would affect my sleep, miss workouts, eat worse, perform worse at work. And so I, I stopped drinking for just like overall very positive reasons. And it was kind of this like really simple insight for me is like, a, I was probably drinking much more than the average person. And I looked around and I was like, most modern healthy adults are drinking less and less. Like they have maybe one drinking occasion per week. And like the simple insight was most people are not drinking most of the time. Like alcohol is a very specific functional ingredient when you want it and when you don't want it. And we saw the opportunity to bring great beer to millions of people in all different occasions and like let them really enjoy their weeknight dinner like in social experience it shouldn't matter if you're drinking or not drinking it should be all about the people you're with the moment what you're drinking and being proud of it and um also alcohol is a huge problem in society it's the number three all causes killer there are 15 million documented americans uh american alcoholics which you know is a very significant portion of the adult population um and we just saw an immeasurable good that we could do to tens of millions of people if we made these moderation off ramps really exciting. Um, so it's, we were trying to do a lot of good in a very positive way. Um, but that was kind of like the delusional reason for being, I was kicking around, but I was also a individual with absolutely no talent in the realm as well. So I was extremely excited to meet someone who matched the vision who actually had talent. And that was John. Nice. Talk about your, yeah, your, you know, your cooperation and like you guys building this together, John. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I think we said it before, but Bill's ad for the position as, as, as the partner in crime here, didn't say that it was non-alcoholic. It was the most innovative sector in craft. Um, and I thought that was really enticing. And so I, I called, um, so yeah, no, we, we got on the phone and he told me not to hang up when he dropped the NA, the NA bomb, but, um, it resonated with me immediately. Um, I grew up in food and beverage and I've been around alcohol my entire life, you know, in various forms, uh, you know, on both sides of the bar. And I saw the opportunity for sure. Um, and me as a brewer at the time, you know, I, everything that Bill said rings true for me as well. And, you know, all the occasions and all of the help that it's brought me in my life is amazing. Nice. The time with my kids, um, and things like that. But also from a brewing perspective, I loved what Bill was doing where he was like challenging norm. It was like, why can't we just make something that tastes good? And so I loved that idea and it was exciting and challenging. And so, you know, was, was ready for the, for the test. Nice. And, and you guys really seem like, again, you're always like, like you're making time for family and all this stuff, but in the background, in the, like in the back burner, so to speak, you guys are like, Oh, maybe we should try this one. Or like, how are we going to make the, this brew and all that? And if like people follow your company's social media handles, like you see, you guys are kind of setting up new um, varieties and, and and new flavors and, and, and different uh, beers and all that non-alcoholic beers, John, for you, like talk a little about like <laughs> in your mind and in your like, and your guys is like idea of like, all right, this is, we're going to be in 2023, 2024. How hard is it to like, let's do this one, this one, and this one. Like for you, obviously as a brewer and all that, like, how do you kind of like build that foundation of like, all right, we're going to start with these beers and then we're going to branch off to the other's beers. Like, is it kind of like, I'm not saying you guys would like just see what everybody else is like, you know, what the biggest thing is, you know, a few years ago was IPA and then everyone was making fun of the guy who drunk and <laughs> drank an IPA, right? And all that other stuff. But talk a little bit about your creative process and how you guys go about selecting what you're going to do next. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a lot of collaboration on that front because um, me specifically and brewers in general, you know, we're kind of like perfectionists and we can oftentimes work on the same thing in perpetuity, you know, chasing excellence and, and perfection, but that doesn't exist as we all know. Um, and so it takes a lot of collaboration and thinking outside the box. So, you know, we started with our core and we used our core to help us develop our process, which was new and unique. And we chose the products, the beers, the upside down golden and the run wild to build our process off of, because we knew those, those beers would expose the weaknesses in our process if there were any. And so we started from there. And then once we figured out exactly what the process was, we realized that it really opened up the aperture for creation. Um, we recognized the fact that we could create anything under the craft umbrella in non-alcoholic format. And that kind of like blew our minds and blew Bill's mind. And Bill was coming in every day with new ideas. Um, this free wave hazy, that was our, the, the double hop. That was Bill's idea. He was like, we should do this. And I was like, I don't know if we could do that. Um, but, you know, right now we've got, you know, 20 brewers between the coasts crafting up new and unique things across the craft or, you know, the craft spectrum every single week. And it's, it's really exciting. Nice. Thank you for coming in with that idea, uh, Bill, because I, that's my favorite. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, I love it. I love it too. It's, it's incredible with John. And we've been at first, me and John couldn't get anyone to work with us, which really? was fine. 
we were having a lot of fun and just working our tails off. But it's been so the proof is in the beer. Um, many of our best teammates, we've like introduced our athletic to them and convinced them to work with us by just taking them out for a coffee and being like, Hey, try this beer before we even talk. Um, and, uh, so, but actually just like a half hour ago, John and I, we'd gone into the year with a plan of like not doing nearly as many beers as we did last year. And then we're, we're just looking at the calendar we have like 56 beers ready to be released this year and we like we like can't control the team's creativity which is so exciting but it's very overwhelming nice you, you guys work with a lot of athletes when you have your commercials and people are like drinking a beer after a workout or before a workout or whatever the case may be it's like is this like a center live commercial like where's the like where's the like where's the catch right but like you guys are breaking you know what you said earlier about not not many people wanting to work with you and you're like hey we believe in our product, just taste it and, and, and you'll see, right? Breaking down that culture of just the stereotypical, like, no, it's got to have alcohol to be a beer and all that. Talk a little bit about how you guys kind of went your own path, broke down that like culture barriers. And now you see more and more people, like I love the JJ Watt commercial and just the different YouTube videos of, you know, people are like going on a run and like enjoying a beer and all that. Talk about like, breaking down that culture and like saying like, Hey, no, we're legit and check it out. And obviously the proof is in not the pudding, but the beer or the non-alcoholic beer with you guys make, but talk about that, like breaking down the culture of that. Yeah, we had, so we had some major hurdles to overcome. Obviously non-alcoholic beer had been like the butt of jokes for decades. Um, and, but we were like, I think having a really good baseline of a very differentiated product and then also very differentiated marketing. Um, we wanted the, product to like make people feel really empowered and excited when they drank it um but that being said no one was going to the shelf and grabbing non-alcoholic beer if we didn't convince them to do it somewhere else in the world usually um so we were relentless and handed out thousands of beers and talked to people face to face and just put in the time and built authentic community um you know a lot of brands start the opposite way they start with a focus group and then they're like, all right, here's the media plan. And they try to blast it out there. They may slap a celebrity's face on it and it either does or doesn't work. Athletic Brewing went totally the opposite way, like super grassroots, talking to everyone who tried it. And then we let those community members like tell other people about it. And we were really lucky to build just an incredible community. Like we would at races meet very elite athletes and they would share it with other elite athletes. And athletes is a loose word it's just people who are high performing in all different walks of life it could be a corporate athlete it could be a video gamer but like eventually we had people like darren Nouvelle, jj watt lance armstrong david chang in the culinary world um nice. carly Kloss, um and like jj was a perfect example uh ben hoffman the lead iron man athlete these guys were just drinking the beer and loved it and totally got it they're like I'm a high performing individual. These are my non-drinking occasions. And so it was great to then have them amplifying what we we're doing. Um, you know, if JJ Watt, people like Matt Frazier are posting about the beer on Instagram. It's, it gets harder and harder to make fun of it when, you know, the seven time CrossFit champion in the world is posting about it. And um, so it was, it was very cool to see the community authentically build. Nice. John, you want to uh, finish your thoughts on that? And then we'll finish off with the father quick five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think people in general do and had been looking for 
a reason to make positive choices, you know, choices that can better themselves. And it's hard to do that because of all the external pressures. Um, and so I think early on, like Bill was saying, getting out there and kind of permissing people with a product that they could actually enjoy to do it just made it easier to to make a good decision. And it was kind of infectious and very positive and super exciting. And so that's kind of permeated throughout our our whole company. And then, you know, those Bill's early morning races were definitely hugely foundational in all of the things that we we do today. Love it. Yeah. And it's, it's a great, especially at the grocery store, I'm picking some, some, some up and like you're talking to someone and they'd be like, Oh, have you like, do you, have you tried this before? Is it good? I'm like, you have no idea it's good. And it's also a great lifestyle change just because like you can, you know, enjoy it. And I was talking to one guy when I was ca- uh, cashing out and he was like, yeah, he's like, I buy it. And I might have like one alcoholic beer to start with. And then the rest of the night I just have these and, and they're great. And it just still like the, the, and I know you guys think about the design and everything, but he's like, I hold this and it's like, like I'm drinking a craft beer and not that like, I think people are hanging out with their friends that you're like, you're not going to like, it's not like high school, like your peer pressure, but it, he just says like, you feel like you're just having a great craft beer. And just the only thing is, is there's no alcohol in it. So I knew you guys probably get those stories all the time, but it's a great conversation starter when you're checking out a grocery store and everyone's like, Oh, have you tried these before? I'm like, yep, these are my favorite. The athletic is great too. And they're like, all right, cool. So it's just cool to see what you guys have done. And again, I appreciate it. And what a great legacy to leave with your kids too, of something you started has a great impact and a lot more people are enjoying it. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. One other small note on that is uh, just two days ago, John and I kicked off draft. So we're going to be on tap at bars all over, uh, starting very soon. So we're starting in like New York and San Diego and then building out from there. Um, but it'll be even easier for people to share it with people and like, you know, try a sip on tap and stuff. So that's awesome. Well done. Yeah. Especially if someone's going out and having like being the designated driver, you're like, I can still enjoy a nice beer. beer. So I love it. Great idea. All right. Father quick five, John, you can go first and then bill, you can follow suit favorite family movie. Do you guys have one? I'm going to go with The Dark Crystal. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. And Bill, especially at 20 months, it doesn't have to be a movie. It could be a TV show because obviously we all know as parents, the, uh, you know, staying around for a movie is really hard. Like when you take your kids to the movie for the first time and you think they're going to go the pass through the whole movie and they do, you're like, yes, I, I judged right. So for you, it can be a show and not a movie. <laughs> I, I think the most fun I've had watching like TV or movies with Jack so far is uh, watching holiday movies. We kind of had them on in the background all holiday season, and that was kind of special. Nice. Favorite band or musician you uh, introduce to your kids or you can't wait to introduce? Oh, um, Tool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dark Crystal Tool. Nice. Holiday wait, wait, for you, wait. Uh, Bill. That's amazing. I've... I have a lot of random favorite music across all genres, but uh, I'd say what we tend to listen to just because it's like so positive and lively is so every Saturday we tend to go for a long run with the jogging stroller, come back. I make lunch for him. And so like I have a beer, he has lunch. We listen to the beach boys. And it's like, yeah, just we've been out in California the past couple of years. So it's like fun to just like rock the beach boys on a Saturday afternoon. Great, like great dads right here. I love it. Bill and John are doing things right. Uh, describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be, John? The perfect family vacation. I think we go back to New Mexico. 
the opposite of a perfect vacation was our first family vacation. Like I took a week off this last July and Jack was still like in the two naps a day stage. So I over calendared it in a major way. And we did six hotels in seven days. And like, I totally didn't think about like how difficult it would be to like check out of hotels, drive at 10 AM, get to another one by four and like move all his stuff in and out. Uh, it was crazy. Well, you show initiative, right? Obviously, you guys created this company, <laughs> initiative, and like seeing what you're doing. So I got to applaud you on that. Um, favorite meal to pair with your favorite athletic brewing product is? Oh, favorite meal to pair. I'm going to go with smothered burritos because my whole family will eat burritos. Um, and I would pair that with probably an athletic light. Nice. You, Bill? I mean, I'm easy on the food front. I like every cuisine there is. I would I would say I'm more apt to, um, so wherever I am, like we have a store finder on our app and website and you can just click it to restaurants and I find somewhere with outdoor seating where my family can just have a great meal and get a good beer. But um, yeah, I one of my favorites is Corner Pizza in Lucadia. That's a, in California. It's a great spot. Um, nice. Very cool. And lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad what would you want them to be loving supportive presence nice yeah uh those for sure fun caring and present i think also great great job guys it's, really, it's an honor again i know you guys are super busy especially for you st patrick's day i really appreciate what you guys are doing the culture you're building i love your take on fatherhood and again, keep up the great work. And I wish you and your families continued success. For more on Athletic Brewing, make sure you go to their website, athleticbrewing.com. Again, it's been an honor chatting with you guys. And I really appreciate you. I know not just me, you help other dad podcasters and blogs out there. And that means a lot to this community. So keep on doing what you're doing from the bottom of my heart, man. It's, it's It has been an honor chatting with you guys. Yeah, same. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this week's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And also go to artoffatherhood.net. You can have a chance to check out some great articles like the weekly Dad's Doing It Right column, the Collector of the Week, and many more. Plus, you have a chance to win some very cool prizes like video games, collectibles, all that good stuff. Go to artoffatherhood.net. And please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts because I'll greatly appreciate it to get the word out on the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.